today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Derek here. So we're going to talk about two cases. Okay, one big, one small. I don't know. They both felt big yesterday. They did. (laughs) did. In our world, they were big. They did. So we're going to talk Donald Trump and Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) In what world world is one show covering Gwyneth and Trump? Only in this studio. (laughs) Only in this studio. So we're going to start with Trump. Um, And I want to get into something. I mean, everybody knows now that he's been charged. Apparently, there are 30-plus counts here, although people should understand those counts don't mean there were 30 separate acts. What they generally do in situations like that is they take every component of one act and make it a count. That's right. So this is about whether Donald Trump ordered um, Michael Cohen to pay $130,000 to buy Stormy Daniels' silence. That's what this is about. Yes, it's a pretty complicated case at the end of the day, but we'll see how it plays out. So here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, One is... That I don't think Trump's biggest problem is necessarily getting convicted. Okay. I think his biggest problem is pretrial, and I'll explain what I mean. Yeah. In terms of convicting him, I think everybody's got to realize you know how divided this country is. And if you get a jury where it represents America in any shape, way, or form, you're going to probably get somebody on that jury, at least one person, who is going to be sympathetic to Trump, and then it just doesn't matter. Even in Manhattan, right? Even in Manhattan is even probably going to be in, pretty favorable to even in Manhattan, but even but all it takes is one. That's right. So you know, the, it's going to be a, t- a tough climb, even if it's a good case, and we have no idea yes. whether this is a good case. And there have been a lot of pundits saying it's kind of weak. We'll see. But yeah. even if it's a good case, getting a conviction tough. is going to be tough. Trump's problem, I think, is pretrial, that he has already said, well, let me just explain. He is going to um, turn himself in on Tuesday. He is going to um, get his mugshot taken, fingerprinted. He will come into the courtroom. He will be arraigned. And the judge then is going to set the terms of release. In setting the terms of release, the judge can impose conditions. You know, one condition is always you have to obey all laws. But the judge could also say, you can't make incendiary comments that would tend to threaten um, violence and in particular violence toward jurors or other people involved in the case. Trump has already done that. He has already said that if he's indicted, there will be death and destruction. He has already posted a picture of him with a baseball bat in front of the DA's face. He has already said anybody involved in this case, and that would include jurors, um, should be worried. And so this judge at a point is going to look at this, and I would think he's already looking at it now, but the judge is going to say, wait a minute, Uh, um, one of the conditions for your release, you can't make comments like that. It's a tough thing for the judge to impose, though, because he's got a pretty broad First Amendment right. What Trump is going to say is, I'm not calling for death and destruction. I'm predicting death and destruction. This is what Trump loves to do. He's like, I didn't call on my followers to rush into the Capitol building. I simply said they should be upset and voice their displeasure. He He's he's more careful than than you think. And when he says death and destruction, do you think he's he's saying 
absolutely uh, loot and protest. That's what he wants, but he's doing it in this sort of like predictive way. So it'll be hard for a judge to say, don't make any comments. You can't gag him completely. You're allowed to defend yourself, aren't you? Right. And then the judge's uh, imposition of these conditions, Trump will use to his benefit. And he'll say, they're trying to gag me. They're scared of me. This is part of the witch hunt. It's just hard to bring this case against Trump because he is also running for president. It's unprecedented well, what I we're think, dealing with. And I, and I want to get to the running for president in yeah. a minute because it does complicate it. But, a lot. But what I'm talking about, you're saying he's never directly said it. How do you explain the picture of the baseball bat with Bragg? Hey, a lot of people who are... It's a tough one. That's not a good mm-hmm. one because that one looks like you're calling for violence, but it also is saying I mean, it's how a else... metaphor for me defending myself against a rogue prosecutor with who's ba- bringing a political case against me. With a baseball baseball bat. Yeah, not good. Not good. That's his worst one. And I think he'll have to calm down some of those tendencies. Um, and I do think the judge right. will be mindful and point to pictures like that. But the death and destruction, he's just saying, I'm, I'm a predictor. Calm I'm a predictor. down tendencies and Donald Trump don't align. You're right. He's So what if the judge says you can't do it and then he decides to do it to make himself a martyr and um, they jail him? The judge sends him to jail. What happens then? I worry about the country at that point, don't you? Mm-hmm. If, if what Trump says is within the ambit of what he thinks is allowable to say in defending himself and they put him in jail, he will have his minions, he'll have his, he'll tweet about it, and then he'll be put in jail, which will work in terms of like quarantining him and taking the phone out of his hand. But I think the country will be in peril then. I really do. There's a lot of people who support Donald Trump. A lot of people who will see this as nothing but a witch hunt. And the judge has to be very careful about those conditions. Very careful. Don't you think? Well, I think the judge I'm does. I'm worried about the practical implications. If the, if the judge believes, and to me this is the big thing, if the judge believes he is even obliquely um, threatening jurors or calling for some action against jurors, that's when the judge will get involved. A hundred percent. You're right. I mean, he has to protect the integrity of the system. He has to protect the jurors who have to sort of look at this case. Uh, I mean, it, I would it, be, it, would you be scared to be a juror in this I'd case? I'd be terrified. I'd be absolutely terrified. There have to be measures in place to protect whoever is impaneled on that jury because of the emotions involved, because of this guy who is reckless and he is a loose cannon and there will be 12 people sitting there with his life in the balance, right? I mean, if he goes to jail, his political career is over. No, no, no. He can run for president. Um, he can run, there, but... There was a candidate, I, God, I want to say Dobbs, I think. Yeah, you, uh, Debs. It, Debs. Yes, um, the Socialist. Who who ran for president in jail. Yes, but and sort of a marginal, smaller candidate. This is a guy who's been in the White House. He and can win elections. He can run for president if he is in prison, and if he yeah. wins, he can basically be president from prison. He 100% can. There's nothing in the Constitution forbidding it at all. It's all you have crazy. to do is be 35 years old and a citizen. Yeah, That's it. That is, Those are the two conditions. It is crazy. It's nuts. It's, and, and he could do it. I mean, most people I mean, would funny, imagine you, if you're thrown no. in prison, you wouldn't stop, you'd stop running. I think he'd still run. And the funny thing is, I mean, not funny, but the crazy thing crazy. is, is that if he's convicted of this and is sent to prison, he can run for president, he can be president, but he can't vote for president. Mind-boggling. <laughs> he can't go to the booth and cast a vote, but he can sit there and campaign from prison. And 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 become and, president. And win the election. Let me ask you a question. Do you think overall this is a wise move that they're indicting the president? I've heard it. People say accountability is is key. We're in a country of rule of law, and this man has done wrong, and he has to be held accountable. But to me, the practical implications come into play, and well, I, I think it could strengthen him. I, I mean, I, I, I'm worried about I, it. Bill Maher has talked exactly about this, that it will strengthen him. And I think the reason that this could be a misstep is the nature of the case. Yep. It's a case about him cheating and trying to cover it up. 
Yeah. And that's the essence of this. That's why they keep going back to Horn Stars, uh, Stormy Daniels, Hush Money, you know, keeping it quiet, all of that. To make – when you – Not got, illegal, by the way, though. Now we're in the it, it, of law. It, it, You're it, allowed to it, pay it, payments. It, it, honestly, this reminds me a little bit of, of Basic Instinct and Sharon Stone. Oh. When she's getting interrogated and they tell her to put the cigarette out and here she is basically, you know, on uh, – you know, with, a, with a, a white hot light on her for murder – and they're talking to her, and she says, what are you going to do, arrest me for smoking? Mm-hmm. And that's what Stormy Daniels is compared to January 6th. Yes. And I think a lot of people feel that January 6th needs to be prosecuted. And, you know, what Trump did was he essentially tried to overthrow the government. Yes. And 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 Georgia, uh, you could make the same argument about. Yes. Those feel like the right cases. This feels like the wrong one to me. And to take the swing. And and they this is the one where they have taken the swing. And I, I just don't know how this is going to land with people. I think there are a lot of people who just want him convicted. And, you know, it's sort of Al Capone. Get him on tax evasion. That's fine. Right. But he's dangerous. So anything you can get to to lock him away. OK. And before we get to Gwyneth Paltrow, which, yeah. which we're going to do, um, I think what Governor DeSantis did is so alarming and this opens the door to lawlessness that, you know, before he even knows what the charges are, because they haven't been unsealed, at least as of the time we're doing this, um, he is saying, I, re- I will refuse to extradite him. And to say that essentially cordons Florida off from the feds, from the rest of the country, yes. that Donald Trump has safe refuge in Florida. And to say that I just think challenges the whole legitimacy of the legal system. I, I agree. I mean, that is what the rule of law is. Uh, without even looking at the charges to say, I'm not going to release him and I'm going to give him safe haven. I understand politically he's in a very, very difficult spot with what he does in Florida. But uh, I didn't like the comment. I didn't like it. I, 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 you know, I, I, It was so alarming. It's, it's, it yeah. was the worst thing came, that came out of yesterday um, because it is a signal that you know, look, it's a signal. He's come to the conclusion that it's a political persecution and a, and a witch hunt. He's already come to the conclusion without seeing the charges. He could do that if the thirty counts are released. But beforehand, it's 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 sort of naked political. There there is there is a reporter. I think his name is Ben Collins on uh, MSNBC, and he's he really digs deep into what's going on online and in the dark web. And he said that the reaction that he has seen over and over, I watched it last night, was the word accelerate. And accelerate means in the dark web, what it means is we need to move now to break down all the institutions, basically light them on fire, let them burn to the ground and rebuild them the way they want them rebuilt. And that is what's going on online right now with people who seem to take action. They certainly did on January 6th. And this word accelerate is really alarming. And it aligns in a way with what DeSantis said, which is screw the legal system. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm in control of the legal system and I'm just not going to release him. Yeah. And he doesn't even know what the charges are yet. Let me ask you a question. They're now opponents. Uh, You know, well, DeSantis had an opportunity. No, no, no. He's courting his base. He's courting Trump's base. And he, but Trump has come out against him recently. I understand. I mean, that. they are now vying for the same nomination. Okay, we got to get to Gwyneth, but yeah. I, I want to say just one other thing. Yeah. Trump has said, "I'm showing up at moral. I'm going to show up at the courthouse and blah blah blah." Uh-huh. Right? You know what I think about when I hear that? What? What do you think? Uh, that he's going to go. That he's turning himself in. Mm. What case do you think I'm thinking of? 
Uh, I'm going to show up at the courthouse. I don't know. What are you thinking of, Nixon? O.J. Simpson. Oh. That O.J. Oh. Simpson all week long, you know, the murder happened on a Sunday night. He came back to L.A. Yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Um, they had an arrest warrant uh, for him. Uh, his lawyer, Bob Shapiro, mm -hmm. um, negotiated his surrender that he was going to come down to Parker Center, which is the main police department in downtown Los Angeles. And everything was set. And I remember as a reporter for CBS in L.A., I was standing down there at the criminal courthouse waiting for this to happen. And all of a sudden, somebody called me and said, uh, you might want to go on television right now and say something because he didn't show up. And do you think there's a chance of that kind of spectacle? I don't know. A slow speed chase of the not former a, president? No, a no speed chase. He stays in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. DeSantis has said, I will give you safe haven. Uh, listen, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I have no idea, but I just keep thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll show up. I think he loves this. I well, think he loves yeah. and thinks the case is weak and he wants to fight. I this think, is where he does his best I work. I think that's true. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, what if Paltrow, she won big yesterday. Um, she just- Slam dunk. Slam dunk, a 100% victory for her. Um, the jury said Dr. Terry Sanderson is the one who caused the ski accident. Gwyneth did nothing wrong. She won a buck in her countersuit, which was which is what she asked for. Um, they bought her narrative. He hit her. That's it. Bought, That's the only way you can read the results here. They bought her narrative. And I'm telling you, just, you know, this is <laughs> when you the same day, you know, with the same hour. As people are talking about Donald Trump, you watch this Gwyneth Paltrow case and Court TV was running it live and you see people just filing into this courthouse. I mean, it was Packed. standing room only. <laughs> and, and it's just for you know, a collision at Deer Valley. The <laughs> gallery was packed with people. I haven't seen anything like like it looked like O.J. Simpson it, case. It is just filled un to the brim. unbelievable. The and, judge with his grandstanding and thanking the, ju thanking the jury oh for their service God. in this important important case oh and giving up their God. eight days. It was wild to me. Wild. Yeah. And, you know, and and when she leaned over to Sanderson on a way, you know, the, the and look, a lot of people are, are giving the judge crap for this and there's she, they shouldn't do it. They let Gwyneth and Sanderson out before the rest of the people. And the reason they did that is because he knew right. the judge knew there was going to be a swarm around her. So it was just courtesy to, to let her sure. out first. So that made sense. But when she came over and leaned over and said something to Sanderson, I was just thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to find out what that was. The whole case was about who hit who from behind. And well, so the she was image of her behind him whispering in his ear the best. when the whole case was about who hit who. We just were begging to know. And we found out. Well, Jacob, our, we found out. Uh, Jacob Wasserman, our producer, um, contacted uh, her lawyer. And the lawyer said four simple words. 
I wish you well. Which is all oh, so so perfect. Searing. It's so searing <laughs> and it's so patrician. She sort of carried herself with this air about her. Gwyneth Paltrow, this entire case, has looked sort of haughty, is the best way I can say. And so, I wish you well. And then just to walk out. And apparently, Sanderson responded, thank you, dear. This is the bougiest trial I've ever seen. And it gripped the nation like Johnny and Amber. Well, <laughs> I mean... The, the, Which I, had serious sort of implications. The closing argument was fantastic that her lawyer gets up and says, you know, she is married to somebody who also has kids and they went to Deer Valley to blend their families and bond. First of all, they've been married for a long time, Yes, but they need, they wanted to bond and they were having a good time and they were bonding and they were feeling family. And then all of a sudden, this happened and it ruined it. And I mean, <laughs> and she was she was rushed off for a massage after just a half day of skiing. She missed the entire other half with Moses and Apple. It was ridiculous. The height of ridiculousness. It was fantastic. Let me ask you a question. Is this a case you did celebrity justice? You've done it for decades. Is this celebrity justice that she's just better able to convey? She's a better actor. And Terry Sanderson got up there and did the scream and just they didn't buy it. You they know bought what, her, her you know, narrative. You know, you know what I think killed Terry Sanderson in the end? What? That one comment that he made that I think it was a text. The Epstein comment. No, no, no. Not the Epstein oh, comment. Oh, okay, okay. No, not the Epstein comment. I thought that was a bridge too far for him it, as well. It was a huge bridge too far, but I don't think that's what killed him. Okay. What killed him was, I think it was a text where he said, I'm, a, I'm famous now. Yes. That I hurts. remember that. You're right. You're right. Now he looks like a money grubber who saw an opportunity when he was hit by a celebrity. I think that was a misstep as well. I think that was the biggest misstep. This was purely pure enjoyment because look he's going to be able to live, live his life he did have some he had a concussion he had some consequences that he he said were sort of impacted his life but this is not life and death okay he's gonna and, get back on the slope and then finally look um for everybody listening or watching um there are a lot of podcasts that talk about crime and there are a lot of podcasts that talk about the legal process but what other podcast can you hear about cases involving both donald trump and gwyneth paltrow i rest my case it's your only place See you have guys a good weekend time.